planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. Welcome back to Rabbit Noise on Rabbit Radio. That was Mercy by Solosis. And joining us on the program now from the band is Josh Middleton. What's happening, man? How's it going? Yeah, I'm good. All good. Awesome. Enjoying some downtime. Ah, before it all uh, gets hectic with the new album. So I guess you're gearing up for album number four, Dormant Heart, which comes out next month. And uh, how's it feel to know that it's in the can, but you still have to wait for everything to you know, to, to get wrapped up for its release? Um, uh, we've been used to waiting for this one to come out for a while now. So, yeah, just it's only like a month and a bit left, so it's not too bad. We um we began recording the album back in March of this year, and uh, it was quite a spread out recording process. It got, you know, we, we did the drums and we did uh, went on tour, then we did the guitars. So uh, it's been a long time coming, so it's, uh, it doesn't feel like too much longer to wait now. So we're very excited. Awesome. Well, uh, you know, it is a great album. Uh, I'm really digging it. How, how do you feel that, you know, your writing has progressed to this point, you know, and the biggest lesson that you've learnt musically from that? Um, I think, you know, it, it's just, uh, you know, with age and over the years, we just get better as, as writers and we're, you know, quite confident now with, um, you know, the songwriting stuff. I think... Um, I think for this album, like we, we wanted to make it a little bit more varied because uh, I think Edge of the Earth uh, and Monolith kind of established ourselves as a band, like that established our sound. It was like, right, this is what Silosis is. This is the type of band we are. It's, you know, a lot of thrash predominantly, but a lot of progressive influences. But uh, what we've learned, I think, is to just try and mix it up a bit. So for this new one, there's more variation in different tempos. So it's not all just super fast. Uh, different types of songs, you know, different types of groove and stuff, and just try to expand a bit without, um, whilst whilst still remaining as heavy as possible. I'd, I'd definitely say it's the heaviest and, and most intense album we've done to date. So, you know, when, when bands start saying things like more variation, that usually means they're selling out or going more commercial. But I definitely wouldn't say it's uh, any more commercial or anything like that. It's just as heavy as it's ever been. But, yeah, just more groove and more different types of songs. And, uh as some of the more sort of dark and doomy elements have, have crept through in this one as well. So, uh, yeah, we've learned to, you know, expand a bit and make the album a bit more dynamic, I guess, yeah. Oh, uh, man, I agree with that, you know, and it is a bummer when sometimes bands, you know, they they experiment, but they go too far. And as you said, you know, they, you yeah, know, well, a uh, sellout sometimes can be a harsh yeah. word. No. But, but, yeah, I do know what you mean. I mean, some bands, you know, if they go a bit more, more melodic, it doesn't necessarily mean they've sold out. Like uh, when Mastodon did Crack the Sky, you know, it was way less heavy and, and more melodic. But, you know, it was done with such integrity that, you know, that's their best album, in my opinion. And, yeah, it, it can be done in, in, you know, the right way and stuff, as long as you're not driven by trying to be some successful band that a lot of heavier bands do when they, you know, they try to appeal to bigger fan bases and you just end up alienating your own fan base. And, and for me, I was obsessed with Pantera as a kid and 
they just kept getting heavier and more intense with every album. So that that was a huge uh, inspiration to me growing up, you know, making sure that we kind of stick to that kind of thing, you know, stick to your guns and, and you know, get a little bit heavier and, and less accessible. <laughs> it's, it's more fun, I think. So no power ballads? No, well, to be, well, I say that. The, the last track on the album is like an acoustic song, but it's definitely inspired by a lot of... Uh, kind of 70s prog rock stuff like um we love all kinds of you know like pink floyd and stuff so it's a very dark song but it's definitely i wouldn't describe it as a power ballad but yeah (laughs) (laughs) what do you think about the new floyd uh to be honest i've only heard um a couple of tracks and i didn't even realize i I didn't pay much attention to the press around it i didn't realize that it was just sort of leftovers Mm. um i thought it was a new album but it's apparently like some stuff left over from the division bell sessions i think so yeah it's cool what i've heard i did enjoy it nothing grabbed me you know quite as intense as when i heard you know the the older albums like dark side of the moon and wish you were here and stuff but what i've heard i I did enjoy it for sure yeah are you more of are you a gilmore or you're you're more of a waters uh gilmore definitely yeah um huge fan of his guitar playing and, and his voice and uh yeah, like even his solo album he did like the other year. It had like a song, what was it called On an Island? That was just yeah, that was really cool. So I listen to that sort of stuff when it's not the heavy music. I listen to more prog rock kind of stuff. Yeah, to chill out. You got to keep your mind open on, as well, hey. You know. Yeah, when you're on tour with heavy bands nonstop, like you know, I always heard a band saying that when I was younger. They were like, yeah, we listen to so much heavy music, you get sick of it after a while. I was like, that would never happen to me, but. Once you start touring a lot, then yeah, you want to get on the bunk and, and put on some different types of music, yeah. Yeah, no, no, for sure, man. Well, uh, do you enjoy the recording process or do you prefer live? Um, I, overall, the recording process because, you know, the whole day can be fun and productive and eventful, whereas touring can be really hard work because most of the day completely sucks. But the show, the live show, makes up for it. So uh, playing live is definitely the ultimate. Like when you're playing like a just a really great show, or especially like the festivals are so much fun. Um, that's like the most fun you can have in a band, and nothing really compares to that. But when it's a tour, the the day is really hard work. Like especially like in America where the drives are so long, mm. you spend like eight hours in a van staring out the window, uh, and you know that 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 can be kind of that can wear thin at times, but um, on the whole, yeah, being in the studio and being creative is fun, but nothing compares to playing live. So I don't know how well I answered that, but yeah. No, that's no, that answered it perfectly. But you know, as you said, you know, you got lots of downtime. So what do you do to sort of battle that downtime? Well, uh, you know, we we don't make a, a living from solosis, so we still have day jobs. So. Um, I have started trying to get into doing artwork for bands. I really enjoy, you know, painting and, and doing illustration for bands. Uh, our bass player works for Microsoft testing Xbox games for a living. Literally, it is what it sounds. He just plays games all day and gets paid for it. Uh, our other guitarist does web design, and then our new drummer, Ali, does drum lessons and, and works in a bar and stuff. So we all keep busy uh, when we're not on tour and stuff, yeah. You know, a lot of bands I, I, I talk to, you know, they they have jobs outside of, you know, uh, you know, touring and and writing and you know, releasing albums. Even if they're successful musically, it seems that you know, gone are the days of you know the, 
jet planes in the <laughs> but yeah but you know do you find it's you know to juggle that how, how do you how do you find uh, it? it's i personally am lucky enough that uh well as sad as it is still live with my parents so i don't have um too much you know stress over where my next you know chunk of money is going to come from to pay my bills and i, I can they, they can kind of let me go without paying rent here and stuff now and then but um yeah it can be a juggle for the other guys you know who you know have their own apartments and stuff you know to make sure that they can take the time off work but luckily uh everyone like bailey doing web design he's freelance so he can just do it on the road our bass player's got a, a zero-hour contract, so he can kind of work whenever he wants. So it does work out quite well. But for some bands, yeah, it can definitely be hard to juggle both things. Well, you were saying, you know, you know, with your art and stuff, what came first for you? Was it music or or uh, art? It was art, actually. Yeah, my my mother's a or well, she's retired now, but an, an art teacher. Um, so I used to just draw all day, every day as a kid, and. Um, I stopped doing it for years. Like uh, I only really started getting back into it um, like two years ago, and before then, it, I hadn't really drawn anything in like ten years. So I hadn't really done it since school because music really took over when I got into music. But um, I was always I always thought when I was a kid that I was going to be an artist, you know, or a graphic designer, and then music took over, and now I'm trying to do both. <laughs> man, if you can do both, I mean, I can't draw to save my life. <laughs> so I wish I could, man. I really wish, you know. It was, was it comics and things that got you you started on that side? Apart no, from... I think I think it's like just like I said, my mum and like dragging, being dragged around art galleries as a kid, uh, just sort of forced me into it. And well, she didn't force me into it. Just being surrounded by it, you know, just mm. by sort of forcing you into it. it. Actually, though, I only just got into like comics and stuff in uh, like the last few years. So I'm I'm kind of obsessed with you know comics and graphic novels these days. So I I do pay a lot of attention to it now. Yeah. Who 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 are you you guys when it comes to that side of things? Um, it might seem like an obvious one for someone who's just got into it, but uh, Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo on the new Batman stuff are just it's amazing. Uh, the stuff they're doing, artwork and, and the writing, so good on uh, the, the new Batman stuff. And then uh, Garth Ennis who does Preacher and stuff. Just still working my way through Preacher, which is the most insane stuff I've ever read. So uh, I recommend people reading that. It's pretty graphic, but it's great. Yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing what the series is going to be like. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, it's. Uh, I haven't heard much about it from when it first got announced that um, Seth, what's, it, what's his name? Seth Rogen? Rogen, yeah. that's the one. Yeah, yeah. He's going to be in it. And as soon as I heard his name, I was like, oh, well, he's definitely going to nail it. I'm sure he is going to treat it well with respect but um yeah I, i'm interested to see how it turns out and especially some of the stuff some of the subject matter i, I don't know how uh how censored it will have to be but I, I think if it's going to be on hbo they can probably get away with quite a lot fingers crossed man fingers yeah, crossed exactly you know i mean i i think the the latest constantine constantine series is pretty good you know and uh what they're doing with uh you know gotham and stuff like that so yeah yeah yeah, so hopefully it'll translate really well to uh, screen. They won't censor it too much. So, you know, as we were saying before, you know, we last saw you guys down here in uh, 2013 for Soundwave. So, um, you know, uh, can we expect to see you guys back here soon? Um, if it was down to us, then yes. Um, it, it just kind of depends on what, what offers come through. Um, 
No, no lie. It, Australia was literally, it's literally our favorite place to play. Like Soundwave, we had so much fun on that. Um, in terms of, you know, Soundwave being a great festival and everything and just, uh, you know, the off days we had just being in Australia was great. So, uh, we definitely want to get back, but it's never down to us, uh, in the band. We always have to, you know, wait for the offers to come in. We keep pestering our management, just saying, please get us back to Australia, but nothing set in stone yet. But um, we definitely will be trying to. Awesome, man. Well, I'll definitely hope to uh, see you guys again. So what, what kind of uh, mischief did you get up to when you were down here? Um, nothing too crazy. But on, on the first night, uh, Metallica threw a barbecue for all the bands um, and, like, no crew invited. But we didn't have any crew, but it was kind of funny. But, um, yeah, so, like, the first night, you know, you get to meet all these people. There's James Hetfield walking around, meeting everyone. And, um, yeah, it, it was amazing. So, it just, you know, just the whole vibe. We got to just become friends with loads of great bands. Um, some some people we already knew from the UK came over with us. So, uh, just the whole experience was crazy. And um, between every festival, you just kind of fly on a, uh, a an airplane with all the other bands, like – you know, like a chartered flight. So, uh, just those flights were hilarious. Just a bunch of drunk metal dudes, uh, just all yelling in an airplane was, was pretty funny. So, uh, yeah, no, just the whole experience was great. And we, uh, had a pretty dangerous encounter with a shark, uh, in Perth as well. There was a, the, we were swimming out in the sea and the, the siren went on and we were apparently like, 20 feet away from a, a shark <laughs> so uh, it's pretty scary like we're in the water and then like just sort of look up and there's a the crowd of people on the beach sort of like pointing out and staring where we were and we're like oh, i don't know about this so uh just panicked and trying to swim in and managed to yeah it, it was only i think it was like a tiger shark it wasn't too bad but um it was definitely scary <laughs> for a few minutes yeah yeah that's hectic man i i don't swim in the ocean and uh, especially over there they get pretty big so awesome man well uh yeah hopefully we'll we'll see you guys again soon well we're gonna go to the track leech off dormant heart now thanks for chatting with us tonight josh and you know i wish you dudes uh the very best for the upcoming plans and hope you guys have a blast Thank you very much, man. Yeah, hopefully we'll be back. I can't say when, but um, yeah, fingers crossed. Thanks. Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. 